everybody. Welcome to Truth Unbound. I'm your host, Walter Swaim. And uh, remember here at Truth Unbound, what we do in this podcast and in this ministry is we look at the questions that come up in life, in general, uh, in the events uh, and the things that are happening in the culture, the society, the world, things that are happening in the church, questions about the Bible and the faith itself, and questions about God. We take all of this and we look at God's truth, which is without any limits, and we see what God's answers are, and then we see how he wants us to respond to these things as well. So that's what we do. Um, Now, today's podcast is a little different. Uh, We're a little more freestyling here, if you will. Um, And I, uh, it's because I found this little gem, if you will, on, um, on, on YouTube, as I was uh, looking at other topics, other things on there. And it interested me, because it was a question proposed to a a well-known Calvinist reform leader here in the United States, um, by Pastor Joel, is what he's called. And uh, he's a pastor, also has had this ministry, Right Response Ministries, for quite a while. And he was answering a question from a uh, follower of the podcast uh, about independent fundamental Baptist. Okay, well, that perked me up a little bit. But then I listened to what he had to say. And uh, I said, yeah, we're going to do a special edition. Uh, we're going to respond to some of this. It's, it's just, it's necessary, in my opinion. So anyway, so that's what we're doing today. And we're going to find out what it is he says about Fundamental Baptist and our response to that from a biblical point of view as well. All right, let's do it. All right, so just before we see some of the clips and my response to them, it's really not a long video, and this one won't be either. Uh, but um, anyway, here's a short description from his website, and you can see it here. He is a uh, profound Reformed theology uh, proponent and supporter, a Calvinist. Uh, I believe he's also a post-millennialist. Uh, I'm not sure about that. Um, but anyway, here is what he says uh, about, uh, or here's how he is described. And as we said, you can see here, uh, at Right Response Ministries, their webpage uh, about the founder. It says, Pastor Joel Webin is the president and founder of Right Response Ministries and the senior pastor of Covenant Bible Church, focused, uh, or lo- I'm sorry, located on the north side of Austin, Texas. So that tells you a little bit there. The reason um, I'm responding to this is because I am an independent fundamental Baptist. I, I have been uh, all of my life uh, since I was saved and uh, being in ministry as well. And I'm, I'm in the camp. So it already, it already interests me. It piques my interest. I don't get into a lot of this, but it piqued my interest here as someone who is prominent in the Calvinist and Reformed theology uh, circle or camp, and uh, to hear somebody from the outside addressing who we are. <laughs> so um, uh, it's fair game. I get it. And, uh, but I think his observations are off in some areas, and that's why I felt, well, let's do a quick video on this, and let's respond to different clips from his broadcast. We're not going to be playing all of it, uh, but the certain ones that call our attention. So when someone addresses who we are, it, it perks me up a little bit, and uh, his is a little off base, so I'm going to go ahead and address that. All right, so, all right, what does Pastor Joel Webin actually say here in response to this question? What is the question? Well, let's take a look, and let's uh, see in this first video clip right here. 
I am IFB. Okay. <laughs> so independent fundamental Baptist. Here we go. Uh, but I greatly appreciate your ministry. All right. Well, didn't see that coming. Out of curiosity, can you name one thing you like about that I like? Wow, that's tough. Okay. Uh, one thing that you like about independent fundamental Baptist. Also, what is the biggest problem? Um, that one's easier with independent fundamental Baptist. In your opinion, God bless you, Pastor Joel Webin. You know what, Gian? I like you. Thanks. Uh, that was very charitable and very kind. Um, so, all right. Well, there, there you have it. Okay. Uh, great, good, clear question from a listener or viewer of his podcast, and uh, his answers will be direct. Now, let me put in this disclaimer before I begin on my responses. Okay. Um, first of all, I want to give my thanks or kudos to him because he does recognize and he mentions the things he does like, not just what he doesn't like about independent fundamental Baptists. And from now on in the, in the podcast here, I'll just refer to him as, or us as IFBs. Okay. Independent fundamental Baptist. Okay. IFBs. And he recognizes that, uh, we're doctrinally sound, that we preach the gospel and we've done some great things. Okay. And that we're brothers in Christ. So I am grateful to him for that. And, uh, we are brothers in Christ, uh, even though we heartily and heavily disagree in some areas, uh, but nevertheless, we're part of the family of God. Okay. So, um, also another thing I want to mention here, and this is very important to remember, um, just as in any other type of Christian group or denomination, um, there are shades of differences among us even among IFBs, okay? Groups that call themselves independent funnel Baptist have tremendous differences and even separate from each other. In other words, they just don't have much to do with each other uh, ecclesiastically or church-wise. Um, and so they, they even separate from each other. We're broad. We have different uh, worship styles that we do in our churches. We Some have elders, some don't have elders. They agree with that teaching and others don't. Uh, the ways we evangelize, the way we make disciples is often widely different in method. Um, our beliefs, apart from doctrine, uh, a lot of independent funda fundamental Baptists rightfully are called legalists. They are. And that's a group I, myself, of IFBs, I distance myself from and have for many years, even though I grew up in that. Um, some of us just have different historical beginnings. In other words, in modern history, like since mid-1900s or so, okay? Uh, the group that I'm particularly affiliated with, the Baptist Bible Fellowship International, began in 1950 as a breakoff uh, from the Southern Baptist Convention, uh, mainly over inspiration of the scriptures and, and that the inerrancy of the scriptures and, and some other things as well. Um, so there's just different reasons why uh, some are, are philosophical, some are not, some are just different historical beginnings. Ne and nevertheless, uh, there's just different shades and different groups of us as well. So you can't throw us all in the same bag, just as we can't throw all Calvinists uh, and Reformed theologian, um, theologians in the same bag as well. Okay, so let's put that out there as well. So first of all, thank you for the compliments that we're doctrinally sound and preach the gospel, but also remember that we're all not the same. Okay. I know he was just trying to answer the question that was presented to him, but he also chose the question. He didn't have to bring it out. And so he's, he's fully behind his answers on this and I get it. And unapologetically so it should be. Um, but anyway, let's move on. You know, many of them, because they, 
that gets into stuff I don't like. They kind of poo-poo all over church history and and creeds and confessions and anything like that. You know, independent fundamental Baptist is your quintessential no creed but Christ, right? And then you ask the the you know the obvious follow-up question: Who is Christ? And I, well, uh, Christ is the only begotten Son of God, uh, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He has two natures: He's fully God and fully man. You know, He suffered under Pontius Pilate. Like, you just wrote a creed, dude. All right? So, um, you know, so it's it's silly. You know, like uh, just give me the Bible. Okay, full stop, right there. Okay, he's kind of going to a personal level here. That's okay, fair game. Um, now about this. This thing, he, he's saying that IFBers dislike and and practically disavow church history and creeds uh, and doctrinal statements, okay? Now, I grew up in the IFB movement. I still am IFB, consider myself so. Um, and uh, if I went to two of the historic primary independent fundamental Baptist schools of ministry for my personal training— uh, Baptist Bible College in Springfield, Missouri, and then uh, finishing in with my master's and my PhD at Louisiana Baptist uh, University or Theological Seminary. Um, if we as IFBers dislike and disavow uh, church history, uh, we just are ignorant of it and just don't care about it, then my two schools that are primary schools in the IFB movement, we really missed it big time. <laughs> okay, we... To be honest, we are totally steeped, almost to the point of ad nauseum, if you know what that means, in church and Baptist history, and even more specifically, our own movement's history. Um, in fact, IFBers have a group of those who are so into the church history, especially of Baptists, that they feel that they are literally connected in succession all the way back and feel and meticulously try to prove uh, with evidence that they are succeeded from all the way back to John the Baptist himself. Okay. So now there are, that's one camp. There's another camp and there's some in between, but mainly these two camps, that one. And then there's those um, who feel that modern Baptist who emerged in the 15, 1600s or so, um, depending on who you're counting as Baptist at that time, by basic doctrine and principle, not by literal, almost physical succession, but by doctrine and by principle of basic doctrinal core beliefs are loosely connected to the early church. And I, uh, myself, I'm, I'm a part of that as well. Um, you could look at, uh, for instance, Thomas Armitage, a uh, Baptist historian, with what he proposes uh, this in his book uh, could explain it well for you, and I recommend it to you. But anyway, remember now that Pastor Joel here is Protestant Reformed, so his ecclesiastical worldview is is also narrow, and that what isn't Catholic is Protestant, when in reality, in other words, Protestants protested the Catholic Church's beliefs and practices um, at one point in church history, and then eventually broke away and left the Catholic Church um, because it would not reform itself. So that's why they call themselves, one of the reasons they call themselves Reformed or Protestants, because they protested uh, out of the uh, Catholic Church, the one universal church, supposedly, when the historical reality is 
many groups throughout history were never a part of the Catholic Church in the first in 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 the in the beginning. So they didn't protest anything. They protested it, but not from within the Catholic Church. So they didn't leave the Catholic Church. That that that's all for another day to go in depth another day. But nevertheless, uh, there are groups who are loosely connected because of their beliefs and their practices as well, and their polity, church polity, linking themselves to the early church. Um, but they're not Protestant, never were, okay? And I'm a part of that as well. So understand that's where Pastor Joel's coming from when he makes these observations. Now, he also says we don't like the historic creeds uh, or statements of belief in church history, or can, we don't consider those to be authoritative. Now, he's wrong. Okay, and first of all, what I mean by that is he, uh, you go to any website of an IFB church or ministry, and you'll find usually an extensive, <laughs> detailed statement of faith. Um, the hardcore IFBers, um, for instance, if they move to another town and they're seeking a church, the first thing they ask, I know, because they've come and moved here and asked me for ours. Uh, and it's an indication that they're independent fundamental Baptists usually, is they will ask for a statement of faith of your church that they could examine. A statement or a creed, okay, if you will, of your church of what you believe doctrinally. Now, historically, do we give these statements such as the Westminster Confession, etc., cetera, uh, the same authority of Scripture? No, and you shouldn't. Um, but Understand that these creeds or statements of faith throughout church history are simply that. They're statements. They're declarations of their doctrinal beliefs. They're never, they were never made up to be the same, at the same level of Scripture or as have the same authority as Scripture by, by any group historically that is doctrinally sound. So this begs the question when he says that. It's a straw man argument against IFBers. And in 40 years of ministry, to be honest, I've never heard this before, not even from our critics. So this is new. So he's, to me, he's, he's just off base here. He's wrong. Question. Um, independent fundamental Baptists are typically known as the least charitable people on the planet. They're the only people that have the truth. Uh, everybody else is a heretic. And, um, and that kind of gets in the last thing that I don't like about them. So what do I like? The gospel. They get the gospel right. Uh, but last thing that I don't like about them is view of church history, um, view of reformed theology, uh, Calvinism. And then lastly, um, I would say um, pettiness is maybe the way to say it. And what I mean by that is that um, your typical independent fundamental Baptist is going to you know, start a YouTube channel, you know, or, or um, you know, just be a, a pastor in his church of 50 people. Uh, but whether it's from the pulpit, you know, on, on the Lord's Day, or whether it's from, you know, a microphone on a podcast or whatever it is, in whatever um, public platform he has, he's going to spend his blood, sweat, and tears railing, just railing on uh, Lauren Daigle and why she's not a Christian or Chris Tomlin and why him partnering with Joyce Meyer uh, means that we no longer can do any Chris Tomlin songs. Well, okay. Well, there he gets a little more personal 
in uh, in an attack here, if you will. But let me try to answer this and stay away from above the fray of the personal level of this and just answer the point. Um, now, again, as I've said before, there are many types and groups of separate groups and subgroups of IFBers, okay? And a large historic group of these do act as he describes, okay? He, he nails it, okay? I admit that. But equally, a gazillion of us don't practice this type of, as he calls it, pettiness. And it is pettiness, and it's legalism. Uh, but there's a great number of us who distance ourselves from that, are not connected in any way with that type of legalism or pettiness, um, and won't take part in it ourselves, okay? We just haven't done it and won't do it. Now, in all fairness, he also goes on after this about IFBers being this way, uh, kind of throwing them again in the same bag, but he goes on and says, well, we, we do um, admittedly have the same problem within the Calvinist camp in podcast and pulpits, etc. okay, that do the same thing, the same kind of pettiness. Uh, now, true, th that is true. In fact, what I thought was interesting um, is during the COVID period here, especially in 2020 and 2021 included partially as well, I watched Reformed and Calvinist devour each other because somewhere in the camp of, yes, we need to obey the government and shut down our churches, uh, others, not so much. Um, they called their brothers out, their fellow Calvinist brothers out on this and uh, to, to open their churches and even against vaccines and masks and et cetera, okay? Uh, and then he says, but we still love each other. As Calvinists and Reformed, we, we still love each other. So if that's true, then why bring that up? If your camp and our camp have the same problem, okay, as same in many other denominations. So then let's just call it even. I think he kind of went off on a rabbit trail on that, went a ra down a rabbit hole on that. Um, and let's move on. Uh, no, literally, let's move on to the next clip. My point is there's a lot to talk about. And I think independent fundamental Baptists um, are pigeonholed and truncated and narrow. And um, sadly, I don't think they're going to help us um, fight. So, you know what? <laughs> I'll get in trouble with it. I think independent fundamental Baptists are like the dwarves in Tolkien's Middle Earth. They, you know, they do some good work down in the mines, you know, and, uh, but the dwarves are for the dwarves. <laughs> they, uh, you know, it's, it's just like out here, like we're fighting Sauron, you know, the battle for Middle Earth, everything, you know, is threatened to implode and fall apart and be utterly and completely destroyed. And, you know, we still got our problems too, but, you know, men are teaming up with elves and, you know, and elves are teaming up with men and we've got, you know, this going on and that going on. Um, and we can't get the doors to come out of the mountain. And they're not bad guys. They're not bad guys. They're just not always helpful guys. They just, they've got their head in the dark in the mountain, you know, mining for for that, you know, false teacher, Stephen Furtick gold. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so basically in his summary here at the end, uh, to answer the question is, uh, he says this basically after he's been fairly cordial throughout this thing, he comes down and says, well, you independent fundamental Baptist are doing some good work. You preach the gospel, some are saved, you're doing some good things, but you're, you're second class. 
in the church, in the kingdom. You're, you just cause more trouble than good. And so just, you know, be off with you. Okay. Uh, what I'm seeing here is someone who's doing this, exactly the same thing he just said. He heavily disliked about IF beers. So this smacks of pridefulness and arrogance, to be honest. So um, just returning the favor here. Um, and there's plenty of that to go around among Reformed Calvinist and Independent Fundamental Baptists. So let's just call it even and admit that we all have faults and do the work that God's called each of us to do. And let's just make sure we distance ourselves from those who are causing harm to the cause of Christ and let God take care of them. And let's be mindful of ourselves and careful ourselves and to walk humbly before our God. And um, let's just do the work of the gospel of the kingdom together. You know, it, when he said this, it, it, it reminds me of what Jesus said in response to Peter calling out John. Um, and it says here in John chapter 21, verses 15 through 22, look at this. Okay, actually not 15 through 22. I'm going to be reading uh, verses uh, 18 through 22. And this is what God's word says. Jesus says, most assuredly, I say to you, he's speaking to Peter here. When I say to you, when you were younger, you girded yourself and walked where you wished. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and another will gird you and carry you where you do not wish. This he spoke, signifying by what death he would glorify God. And when he had spoken this, he said to him, follow me. Then Peter, turning around, saw the disciple whom Jesus loved, okay, that's John, following, who also had leaned on his breast at the supper and said, Lord, who is the one that be, who betrays you? Peter, seeing him, said to Jesus, but Lord, what about this man? Jesus said to him, if I will that he remain till I come, what is that to you? You follow me. Okay, so Jesus just was telling Peter what he's got to do, and now follow me, let's get to work. Peter turns around, sees John, says, well, what about this guy? And Jesus said, what about him? You just worry about yourself and do what I'm told you to do and follow me. So Pastor Joel, I think in application, uh, I found your whole response to the question overall um, wanting. I found it lacking. So don't worry about the IFBers. You go do what God called you to do. We'll do what God's called us to do. As long as we preach the gospel, exalt Jesus, um, defend the core doctrinal uh, beliefs of that God has given to us and make disciples, then we're good to go. And we'll both give God the glory and let him judge us in the end, okay? <laughs> okay, so again, I know this is not our typical podcast and a little more freestyle and a very more narrow subject here, um, but I hope it's given you some encouragement uh, and information that maybe some of you have needed and wanted to be aware of as you serve the Lord in this world. And that's part of what we do at Truth Unbound. And we try to cover all the questions we can and make a biblical response and defense, um, even if it involves something in between us, okay, ourselves and the family, so to say, to handle, all right? Well, again, don't, uh, don't forget to click on like, to click on follow, subscribe to the podcast, and then also share it with everyone you can. And remember to follow Jesus, because when you do, you'll always follow the truth. Until next time.